This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's a Thursday here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus. With the practice ramping up, that means we get a busy day at the podium. Jake Molenzik, and welcome back to From the Podium. We had four players and three coordinators talk to the media today, and to start the day at the podium, it was the players who spoke in the locker room. Cornerback Denzel Ward went first, and he talked a lot about how well Grant Delpit has been playing so far this season and what it's going to be like to play against their former teammate Odell Beckham Jr. What's the, um, kind of the extra attention you have to give a guy like Lamar because of what he's able what does What does he cause for, for corners like he does? Yeah, I mean, he caused a lot of problems. Uh, you guys see the type of player that Lamar is, able to make plays uh, with his feet and with his arms. So uh, potentially having to cover guys longer than usual and uh, not letting no guys run free uh, off of second, second chances. So uh, just staying tight in coverage and uh, getting a good rush uh, on Lamar and being able to get him down. As aggressive as you guys have been under Jim these first three games, do you have to rein that in at all because it's Lamar and because he's got that escapability and ability to hurt you with his legs? Uh, he's a great player, but I don't think we can't take away from uh, who we are and what we're good at. I think uh, we still got to attack and, and be that fast physical defense uh, that we are. Can't let uh, guys on other teams uh, get us out of character away from who we are. So uh, we still got to go out there and attack. Denzel, what do you see in uh, Zay Flowers? Mm-hmm. Three games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Little quick guy, um, able to make plays after the catch. Uh, definitely a guy that we're going to have to uh, lock into, know where he's at out there on the field. Um, big play guy for those guys, able to uh, stretch the field. Where does he line up? Uh, he lines up everywhere. So, I mean, just got to see where he's at and uh, lock, lock him down, make a play on him. In the secondary, you guys are breaking up a lot of passes and able to be no, a little physical with the, the receivers. How much is the pressure that – Miles and Zedarius and Dalvin, they're, they're mm-hmm. getting up front, allowing you guys to do even more than you normally would be able to do in the secondary. Yeah, man, those guys are big. I mean, the Russian coverage work together. It's all those guys, Obo, uh, like you said, Dalvin, Miles, Z, all those guys. Uh, Alex Wright, uh, those guys have been uh, playing huge for us and being able to get the ball out, put pressure on the quarterbacks, not giving them uh, great windows to throw in and guys on the back end, uh, MJ Gregg. Uh, Grant, those guys have been able to uh, make plays and um, work together, so it's been good. And are you looking forward to seeing uh, Odell if he plays in this game, and, and what does Odell do so well? Um, it doesn't really matter to me who who's out there playing. Like I said we're, our focus is going in and, and finding a way to win this game. I think it's about us, and we just got to go out there attack and uh, focus on what we got to focus on, and that's us and what we got to do to win. What does he do well, though, just in terms of what makes him such a good mm-hmm. receiver? Yeah, great, great receiver. Got great hands, uh, great routes, uh, able to make a play after the catch. Does he look uh, back to form? I know he didn't play uh, in the Colts game. Mm-hmm. Have you looked back at some of his games? Yeah, yeah. He's like I said. He's like she said. Great receiver, uh, able to make plays after the catch, and uh, definitely a guy we got to lock into uh, and could change the game. So, uh, like I said, we got got to do our part in uh, taking care of those guys and uh, find a way to win the game. Does he look as quick as 
he's like I said, he's a great receiver. So he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do what he has to do out there and uh, able to make those big plays. So yeah, he's quick. He's quick. With you individually, I guess watching you this season to go back to the aggressiveness question. Like, mm -hmm. Do you feel like you've reached another level with that and some of the plays you're able to make and, mm -hmm. and the skills you're able to use just because of the system and how it works? Yeah, Coach Schwartz, he's brought in a great system that I feel a lot of a lot of us, a lot of guys are flourishing in. Uh, playing fast, physical out there, and uh, able to attack. So, I mean, uh, we're not where we want to be yet. I think we still got to build on the foundation that we set, but I think we're on a good track, though. The Ravens made the change at offensive coordinator in the offseason. Mm -hmm. How has that changed their passing game? Uh, it changed a little bit, I think, just on uh, the type of throws that uh, they're having Lamar make. And um, don't want to get too much, but they, they, I have seen some changes out there. Uh, with uh, Lamar and the, and the team uh, compared from this year and last year. So uh, they're doing a great job. Though. As good as you guys are playing on defense and as aggressive as you guys are playing, are you surprised you have two turnovers uh, Yeah, we'd definitely like to get more turnovers, but, uh, I mean, we're still, we're still getting stops, whether that's fourth down stops was considered a turnover and uh, still making plays on the ball. So I think those turnovers will come, but as long as we're still locking guys down, getting pressure on the quarterback, getting sacks, uh, doing what we're supposed to do to help the same win, I think we'll be good. So you were here when Todd Munkin was here as the OC in uh, 19, I believe. Is there any crossover between what he was doing here and what you know you see Baltimore doing now? Yeah, similarities. Some similarities out there. So, like I said, they got a good, great offense, and uh, we got a challenge up for this week that we got to go out there and execute. Under uh, Coach Stefanski, I think you guys have a plus seven above 500 record at home. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that you guys are finally establishing somewhat of a, a home field advantage like teams like the Chiefs and Seahawks enjoy? Yeah, I think we always had a, a home field advantage. So, definitely take a lot of pride in, in playing at home. And uh, defending on defending our stadium uh, in front of our fans, uh, they've they've been great as well. Our fans, just the the competitiveness out of our fans, the loudness that has been uh, on those third downs and on those stops. So uh, definitely take a lot of pride in, and definitely uh, looking forward to the game. Until I remember the game in Baltimore, you guys intercepted uh, Lamar four times mm -hmm. and you threw the touchdown. And mm -hmm. then the game here in 2020, where he came out of the locker room and pulled mm -hmm. that one out. And do you feel you guys owe him one? I mean, you beat the Ravens with that other guy in there. Mm -hmm. but how do you feel about the Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I said, Lamar, he's a, he's a great player, great player for those guys, able to make a lot of plays. Uh, we got to find a way to finish on them and find a way to execute and uh, play a complete game to, to uh, not allow them to make those um, game-winning plays, game-winning touchdowns, game-winning drives. So, uh, like I said, we got a bigger challenge ahead of ourselves, but uh, he's a great player and able to do things like that. Yeah, I think it's been good. I mean, we handle a lot of in-game adjustments. Actually, our coaches, every time we get off uh, off the field, going over plays and things that uh, we they seen out there on the field and things that we got to correct out there. So it's constant communication, uh, even when we're out there on the field and getting off. So I think we're all on the same page, and uh, that's allowing us to play fast. And how much is that going to play into going against a team that has a guy like Lamar Jackson who you might have to adjust? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be big, like I said. Uh, once we're out there on the field, we got to play fast. And then once we come over to the sideline, uh, we got to make adjustments. We got to be able to uh, listen up and communicate with one another uh, fast and then get out there on the field and execute it. So. Is this as well as you played in your career? Um, potentially, potentially. Uh, so I'm, I'm not trying to look too much at um, how I've been playing. Yeah, I'm just trying to go out there, find a way to win every time, and uh, do my job 
uh, to the highest level that I can, but I'm just trying to trying to execute and, and win. That's it. That's the main focus. And when you see the, I mean, you guys, as a defensive play well all year long, but when you see the offense finally kind of come around in every game like it did mm -hmm. against Tennessee, what do you think that says about the future of the season? Yeah, that's just showing uh, the potential uh, that we have with this team. But, I mean, potential, it, has, it hasn't been touched yet. So I think that we still got to uh, continue to, to build on top of the foundation that we have and uh, play that complementary football to where uh, defense is playing well, offense playing well, special teams they all play together. And I think that puts us in great position, like you seen last week, to win the game. Is, is this the best that you've seen Grant play since he's been here? Yeah, Grant, Grant's been balling. I, I, I believe so. I believe so. Grant's been balling. Great player for us. Been making a lot of tackles, a lot of plays out there, interceptions. So uh, we're going to need him to continue playing how he's playing. So he's been playing great. Have you, have you always kind of known that that's been in there? He's just kind of been coming back from that injury. Yeah, definitely, definitely. you definitely seen that uh, with Grant coming out of college and then just – and practice and everything, just the plays that he's able to make, the range uh, back there in the post he's able to make, and uh, his physicality in the run game. So he's a playmaker out there on the field for us. What kind of boost is getting Greg Newsom back in the secondary? That's huge. I think I think Greg is the best nickel, best corner uh, in the NFL. So uh, that's huge getting him back, and um, we're going to need him as well, need all of us uh, to keep building on what we got going. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's just not changing. Uh, we got to continue to stick to the basics and uh, what we've been doing, uh, communicating, let's uh, practice meetings, and uh, just not changing what we do and not changing for other people, just doing what we do. Next up was linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. He talked about what Zadarius Smith has brought to this defense and how the team is preparing to stop the dangerous Lamar Jackson. Hey, hey, how have you seen that Ravens offense change with Todd Monday now? Yeah, um, I think it's hard to say, you know, change. Um, they've been explosive. They've been a really good offense, um, you know, really just trying to spread the ball around a little more. Um, you know, they got different playmakers on the outside with, um, you know, Zay Flowers, OBJ, all those guys. Um, you know, obviously got Mark Andrews. Um, you know, sucks that uh, J.K. went down so early. Um, definitely would have been a, a huge spark for that offense. But, um, you know, again, just spreading around all the playmakers. And you got number eight back there. It's hard to say you change when, you know, He's, he's as dynamic as he is. So, um, you know, obviously pre present a huge challenge for us um, that we all got to be on the same page and ready to, you know, run to the ball because those guys present a, a huge challenge for us. You mentioned how dynamic Lamar is. Do you have to, because you guys have been so aggressive in the first three games, mm -hmm. do you have to change your approach because of him or can you continue to play the same way regardless of his mobility? You never want to play scared going against any opponent. Um, obviously, he pre he presents a different challenge. Um, so you got to be a little smarter in how you rush, how you contain him. But at the end of the day, you still got to be aggressive. And we got to play aggressive defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we, we play in the tech style defense. Um, you know, for us to play an opponent and say we're going to stop attacking now would be go against everything that we believe in, you know. So, uh, it's like I said, it's just got to be smarter, you know. Um, not less aggressive, but, you know, rush lanes a little, you know, can't be as, you know, risky, um, you know. But, again, just covering up for one another like we always do. Um, you know, front line going, D line being the engine that they are, they go attack, and, you know, we clean it up and make sure that, you know, we keep them in the pocket, and if he does get out, we get him on the ground. Off 
Yeah, I would hope the game is slow for me. I'm kind of old now, so <laughs> uh, getting up there in years. But um, obviously, with those years come a little bit of knowledge, experience. Um, you know, obviously, that's probably one of the better plays I've made in my career. Um, just because Tenhill looked me off so long, you know, trying to get me to go the other way. Um, and I kind of knew he was going backside. Um, but that's, again, that's a tribute to my coaches. Um, I knew Miles was going to get there, had to get the ball out fast, so he couldn't look too long. Um, and that's Russian covers working together. So, um, you know, that's what we preach here. That's what we pride ourselves in. And, um, you know, that was a huge play for us. I thought the, the next play was the was a, a, a more huge play uh, with Juan. Um, that's a tough, you know, read for him, um, you know, with the running back coming out from the other side. And he played it perfectly. And then Miles being Miles at that third down stop. That was a huge sequence in that game. That really sparked us as a defense. And then the crowd just went crazy after that. When you were younger, would you pick that ball up? I hope so. Nah, um, I should have though. I should have. I owe myself on that one. So yeah. What is the barriers Um, when I, you know, I tell people this all the time. I think he's the right fit for us. Um, you know, having Miles, having a guy like Miles, but then having a guy like Zadarius who really just brings that energy, that that fun side of it. You know, Miles is fun as well, but Zadarius really. I think he got Miles to really open up and come out of his shell a little bit this year. Um, and you see it. Those guys have so much fun playing, you know, alongside each other. Um, you add Dalvin, another guy that just brings different type of energy. Um, that whole D-line room, just a makeup of, you know, characters. You know, it includes Shelby in there as well. So um, having all those guys just feed off of each other, their energy, um, you know, and then Zadarius always, you know, with the smile on his face, doing what he's supposed to do, um, you know, do, doing the dirty work, um, you know, always taking two miles, always taking two. All those guys, just unselfish, um, and that's what you want to have. Going back to your days in Indy, you were the always the leader on that, uh, of those middle linebackers. Mm -hmm. Talking about guys like Darius Leonard, Shaquille Leonard now, mm -hmm. and um, Bobby Aparte. Um, being as you've been around those great linebackers, and now it feels like one of the unsung heroes is Jeremiah Cornwell. Mm -hmm. I just see the daily growth with him, um, you know, from year one to year three now, um, you know, just gotten better each, each. I mean, he's always been freakishly athletic, um, but when you really learn the game and he knows what he's doing now with the per when you're doing things with a purpose on defense, um, moving to the right spot with a purpose of, you know, the ball's going to be here when I get there and all that stuff. Um, obviously, he's always, like I said, been a freakish athlete. Played downhill, played fast, um, just sometimes went to the wrong gap. But <laughs> now we got to go into the right gap, you know, and, uh, you know, still with that same violence and intensity. Um, and, you know, he's making plays. He's always made plays his whole career. You know, obviously the NFL, you know, you can, you can, you can sometimes guess and be right, but you can sometimes guess and be really wrong. And I think he's, uh, he's more trending on the path of knowing what he's supposed to do and uh, really flying around and making plays. Consistently, sorry. You got to win. Um, that's what this NFL is about. Um, anytime you step on the field, you want to win. Um, you know, our number one goal every time we come into the building at the start of a new season is to win a division. Um, anytime you get a chance to play a division opponent, um, you know, Baltimore this week, uh, you want to take that next step. You know, we want to show that, you know, again, we always want to prove ourselves right, then prove the others. You know, we want to prove ourselves that we are 
what we think we are as a defense, as a team, you know, as an offense. Um, you know, we want to prove ourselves right. And uh, any times we, we have a chance to step on the field, we want to do that. Did the way the offense played against Tennessee kind of give you guys a defensive jolt just because you guys had played so well um, for the, you know, through the course of the season? And then that was obviously their best game. Yeah, I thought we when you compete against the offense for, you know, the whole training camp and offseason, um, you know, I, I always said that they were going to be really good, um, you know, and, and we always know that as players, as you know, as, especially you guys in the media, that sometimes defenses just are way ahead of offenses to start a season. And that you see that in different teams this year. Um, but, you know, when they catch their stride, I mean, it's going to be scary to see. Um, you know, obviously, we all have a long way to go. We all are trend We want to trend in the right direction each week, obviously. Um, but to say the defense has arrived and the offense hasn't, no, it's not like that. You know, like I said, we're probably a few steps ahead, but that's just def defense is like that. It's, you know, it's easier. You know, you, you're reacting more so. And then uh, offense, you know, when they get their stride, you know, obviously they took steps, uh, took a step in a positive direction last week. But when they really catch their stride, they're going to be a very dangerous, you know, part of our team. Are you That's what I was just talking to him about uh, yesterday. Uh, I was talking to Rod. I was like, the only thing we don't have is turnovers. You know, it's you know, it's kind of weird to say. Um, you know, a lot of teams pride themselves on you know getting turnovers, and we just pride ourselves on you know the effort, the swag, and badassery. And then you know, it's like we're making plays, but the ball just isn't coming out. But like I always said, man, if, if they're not scoring, I'm excited. And you know, obviously, we want to get those turnovers. They're, they're going to come. Obviously, they come in bunches when they do come. Um, but right now, I'm, I'm just happy to be playing, you know, and we're playing winning football right now defensively. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Um, but, I mean, we could be giving up 28 points and having five turnovers, or we could be giving up three and having none. So, as long as they don't score, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, you keep attacking the ball. You know, you do the little things. Obviously, you catch the balls that's thrown to you, like I should have caught. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta find a way to make those make those plays. But like I said, you know, they're not scoring, so we're doing something right, um, and uh, we want to keep trending in that direction. We don't want to start taking risks and chances for no reason, and we're out of position now because we're trying to make a play, cause an interception, or cause a fumble. Um, and we're you know we're playing sound defense so far right now. Some of that yeah, that's a that's a lot. That's a lot of it. Um, you know, you talk about. We, I don't think we had a leading tackle over what six tackles or eight tackles with Grant one time and JOK last week. Um, you know, we're not playing a lot of plays. You know, and that's that's a good thing. You know, um, we're getting off the field on third down, a lot of three and outs, um, getting the ball back to our offense. So, you know, a team keeps going three and out. One of them have to equal a turnover. You know, like we're getting the ball back to our offense, and that's all. That's all it's about for us. Yeah, no, we definitely feel it. The energy from the fans is unmatched. Um, you know, they really get us going. You know, we f we feed off of them. Um, I think, you know, I mean, I ran right over there after we got that third down stop um, right before the half, and they were, you know, pumped up and ready to go, you know, and I, I thought that was huge for us. But third down has been hard for other teams, you know, really getting the crowd in involved and going. And, um, you know, again, that's just a tribute to, obviously, Cleveland and the fans, and we, we need more of that and, you know, consistently need that. Uh, and, you know, for us to be a great team and for us to go as far as we want to, want to go, the you know, we need the fans to be with us. Another defensive back was next, and it was safety Grant Delpit. He talked about how great 
his start to the season has been and the importance of this defense forcing more turnovers as the season goes on. Yeah, we got to go get some. Um, you know, that's a big emphasis, turnover margin, winning that. That's going to help us win a lot of games. So I could have jumped on the fumble. I didn't know it was a fumble, but we could have had three turnovers. So that's my bad on one of those. You stated early on uh, at the Greenbrier that you were striving for greatness. Um, what are you doing each week, you know, differently to elevate your game? It looks like it's working so far. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, of course, I'm striving for greatness. I want to be the best. We want to be the best as a group. I don't think you can say it's any one thing. Um, but it's just taking that extra time and listening to guys like Rodney that's helping me out. That's the seasoned vets, man. It's just seeing everything. And um, it's, just, it's just helping us out, really. And as a defense, we're playing with confidence. And as when individuals start playing with confidence, man, it's going to be scary. So I'm just focused on myself, being out there every play, make sure I'm doing what I'm doing, and, and bringing guys with me. Feel like Jim's using you any differently than you have been in the past to kind of freeze you up at all? Mm, maybe I don't know. I mean, y'all could probably see through the three weeks of what what we're doing. You could probably put pieces together, but I, I I could be used anywhere in the defense, and I think that he knows that. Um, he's putting me around the ball a lot, and you know I'm, I'm kind of making a few plays, but I'm, I'm gonna continue to do that and, and, and line up wherever he wants me to. You guys have been so aggressive these first three weeks, playing a little different style of quarterback this week in Lamar and just the elusiveness that he brings when he's on the field. What do you guys have to uh, adjust? Not not so much maybe from an aggressive standpoint, yeah. just with what you though try and do to to keep him hemmed in. Yeah, I mean, Ace is a great player. We all know that. He's explosive. He's like lightning in the bottle, man. So, um, you know, we got to keep him contained. We got to we got to. Gotta limit his big plays. He's gonna make a few plays. You gotta tip your, tip your hat to him and tell him good play, and then come back and get on to the next one. So, uh, you know, I think our D line is gonna be a great job of that. Second second level is gonna keep him um, where he needs to be, and third level we're gonna, we're gonna take care of some mistakes. What, so, goes, what goes through your mind though, like when you're watching the film and you're seeing him? He's got three guys on him and yeah. he's breaking those tackles. What's yeah. going through your mind when you're watching that film and you see him breaking those tackles as easily as he makes it? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a great player. Like I said, you got to tip your hat to him. Um, but it's not our first time playing him. You know, we're kind of familiar with his game. We know what the offense brings. It's a new offense. So uh, that's something new. But, nah, but um, we'll be all right, man. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to do some film study and, and get it going. Would you rather see him run or throw? <laughs> Good question. Um, <laughs> Whatever works best for us, I don't know. I think uh, either way it goes, we're going to have a good plan, man. So I ain't, ain't going to give you an answer on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, what do you have, an ankle? Yeah, an ankle, yeah. So, you know, Odell's my dude, man. He's a great dude. I love him to death. Um, he's been battling injuries. But he's still, he still liked it. You know, he still got routes. He still catch the ball. Um, new offense for him, new quarterback and everything. But he's still explosive. So if he comes back, he's going he's gonna to be on our radar for sure. Can't pinpoint any certain thing that he does um, that we'll focus on. But that's another playmaker for them. We've heard from guys like Sedarius just talking about the freedom that they have on this defense. Is that something that 
Yeah, I mean, they he definitely moves them around and, and lets them do what they want to do <laughs> up front. So if I was a lineman, you know, I'd love to be in this defense because you know, them guys, they play free, like you said. And when they play free, they, they kind of play to their strengths. So that, that helps them out. And, you know, we cover for them. That's how I go. Do you have those conversations with um, Jim Purcell for you personally, like Well, he calls the shots. You know, he calls the shots. Uh, I think he knows what I can do. He knows what we all can do. He's done his homework, and he's been around the game for a while. So um, I don't think it's too much I could tell him. But if I see something pointed out, um, something that I like to do or disguise a certain way or do this, this, and that, he's going to for sure listen. For the first three games, the defense, how have you seen the, the communication and the in-game adjustments kind of play out for the success you guys Communication in-game adjustments? Um... I think the communication has been better. I think that guys are playing fast. Um, everybody's on the same page. And the end game adjustments have been on par so far. So we just have, we got to keep it going, man. Um, I don't think it's anything too crazy different, but you know, I think that guys are just playing together and we have a certain connection that we can um, be on the same page every day. What's it like to be around Darius every day? Um, he's a lot of energy, man. He's always smiling. He's the loudest in the room. Um, yeah, I don't know how he do it. I don't, I don't know how he do it. You got to be around him to know. Um, he's a great teammate, first of all. You know, he's always got he's got our back, and, you know, he's just known us for this short period of time. So, you know, he's a great dude. He show up on and off the field. Awok said he's kind of gotten Miles to loosen up a little bit. Have you noticed that? <laughs> uh, Miles always going to be. Miles loose, you know. That's what he do. Um, but, you know, having a sparring partner like ZD on the other side and they, them, them, dudes, them dudes, they get it done up front, so, sure. To wrap up the day in the locker room, it was the all-pro guard, Joel Batonio. He talked about how well the team bounced back after the tough week in Pittsburgh and what he sees in former Browns defensive end Jadavion Clowney when he watches the tape. Have you ever thought about what it would be like to block for a guy like Lamar? Um, no. Uh... <laughs> I mean, obviously he's immensely talented. You know, he, he can run the ball. They, they do a lot of things where he's, you know, the lead runner. They get extra lead blocker, and, and he makes things play. I mean, Deshaun runs around a decent amount too. You know, I know they're a little bit different skill sets. But, um, you know, in this day and age, I feel like that's kind of the future of the quarterback position. So, who knows, you know. I mean, I, I think you're going to see a lot more guys like Lamar, like Deshaun, that can run around and move out there. What does that add to a run game when you have that kind of that, that plus one that, you know, where the, you have to account for the quarterback? Yeah, I think it's huge. Um, you know, those guys, you, you can turn your running back almost into like a lead blocker. Um, you can pull a couple guys and, and he can cut off the backside. It just gives you a little bit more options because a lot of times you have an extra guy in the box that you can't really block anyway. And, and uh, you know, running back, like, bring your own block uh, for, for that guy. So. It adds a that's adds a big dimension, and then you can pass the ball off some of those looks as well. So it gives you a little bit more play action looks. Um, I think it's uh, you know gives you an advantage for sure. Um, the only thing is, you know that means your quarterback might be taking some hits. So it's a uh, fine line. You got to kind of decide what you want to do with that. What do you think the biggest strides that the offense took against Tennessee were? You know stuff you can build off. Yeah, um, you know I thought we didn't run the ball as good as we wanted to last week, but our passing game really opened up. Um, I think Deshaun and Amari had a, a very strong connection. I mean, Amari probably could have gone for 200 um, with the penalties and the out-of-bounds incident and all that stuff. He was uh, he was playing very, very well. 
Um, so I think that confidence just coming back in the passing game, you know, and, and they had a good front, and, and I think we protected well enough to, to give them enough chances, you know what I mean? Like, they, they had their fair shares of wins, but I think overall the, the group did enough up front to, to give them a chance to, you know, make those throws downfield. You know, when you talk about their run game, um, how much of it do you think is the adjustments because there's no Nick and just the Tennessee's got a really good run defense? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we blocked well enough. Like, I don't think it was like, oh, Nick didn't play, you know, we do. I think we missed a block here or there, and... and um, against a front like that, if you don't finish every block and you don't make the right adjustment, then they're going to, you know, they've proven it over the last 17 or 18 games. I think they have the record for, you know, lowest yards per game or average or whatever it was. But, um, no, it was it was more, I think, on the, on the blocking last week than it was missing Chubb or anything like that. I think Ford, you know, and those guys, Kareem coming back was a, was a big boost. Yeah, we want to get back on track. And you know, I think the first two games we actually ran the ball well both games, um, and so you know we want to win. That's our main goal. So if we want to pass the ball sixty times, that's fine too. But um, we want to get back on track, and and you know the runs we do call, we want them to be efficient, successful runs. That was the lowest rushing average. Yeah, we knew. I mean, we knew our advantage was through the air. You know, we knew we could attack the back end of that defense. I think that was kind of a thought going into it, but I mean, we want to run the ball better too. You know, you never want to go out there and, and not be successful running the ball, but you know, when you have a chance to take those shots and you saw guys like Amari running open down the field, it's hard not to um, keep going back to that well. As somebody who's pretty much seen it all in Brown's uniform, two plays really stand out. Uh, the Deshaun throw behind the line of scrimmage and lost like 16 yards, and then the call against Amari out of bounds. Yeah, typically those those two plays would derail a game. Just, you know, as someone who's been through it all, what was different on Sunday that really allowed you guys not to allow those two plays to get you off track when you guys were in you know, Yeah, we were stressed all week. Uh, we want to be resilient, you know, starting with the Chubb injury, starting with the loss to Pittsburgh, but resilience was a, a big term we used last week. Um, you know there's going to be peaks and valleys in a season. Um, in a game, um, and you don't want one play to turn into two or three. So, you know, we, saw, we, we had the fumble play behind the line of scrimmage. We, we recovered the ball. We didn't lose the ball, so I think that was a big step. And, and um, we knew Amari uh, was going to get open again later on, so it was unfortunate. And in the moment, like, when you're playing, like, I didn't know how bad of a call it was until after the game. So we're like, all right, let's play the next play. Let's, let's get things going. You know, you hope in that situation they let the play continue, review it afterwards. You know, they have kind of – rules to give you a chance to you know make up for it so it was a little bit weird but um but no we were resilient last week and I think that's something we want to be moving forward as well how's number 24 look over there yeah yeah uh he's he's yeah it's weird <laughs> he got confused I was like I'm talking about you know but no he's uh he, he looks pretty um pretty explosive pretty fresh you know what I mean I know they have some injuries at the edge so he's been playing a lot for him um he had a sack last week he's had a, I think a couple sacks this year already and uh, he's wrecking some havoc, you know. He he's looks long, he looks lengthy, he looks explosive. Um, so he'll be a big big challenge for us, for sure. Is there someone that's in the huddle or on the sideline on Sunday reminding you guys to be resilient? I remember Deshaun said that Chubb was the guy that was in the huddle that was always encouraging people. So has kind of Deshaun stepped up more with that? Is there someone else? Yeah, I think it's a group thing for us, really. Um, you know, depending on the play and the moment, who steps up and who's the kind of – the voice, you know, I think Deshaun has a strong voice because he's the quarterback, he's getting the plays. But everybody was focused this week. There was a there was a real focus on just getting the job done, you know. You look at your guys and like, hey, 
we'll play the next play right now. We're, we'll, we'll get going. But, um, you know, it, it comes and goes from which player kind of brings that up. You've seen your fair share of Browns defenses and practices and such. Did you know that this was the, this group was maybe a little different? Did you, did you see that? Um, I don't think you know until you start playing games. But you saw the players. You saw some of the schemes they were doing in camp. You saw some of the um, days of camp they had where they were very good. Um, you saw in preseason some of the glimpses that they, they could be in. And I think they're, they're just going to keep building on it. You know, I think it starts with Coach Schwartz and the scheme and the players, and, and everybody's kind of bought into that, that um, defensive mentality. But um, I'm all for it. You know, let's, let's keep playing defense at a high level, and, and we'll try and be complimentary and, and do our part on offense. When you talk about complimentary quality, is there a little bit of a weight taken off the offense's shoulders, so to speak, that, um, you know, for instance, Sunday, you know, the, the fumble in the red zone and, and the defense comes up with a stop. They get the stop at the end of the half and stuff like that. that the, there's confidence on the offensive side of the ball. You can maybe play a little looser, a little freer, because if it doesn't go your way, the defense is going to pick you up. Yeah, we're, you know, we're trying to take care of the ball on offense, and I think that's the biggest team stat is, like, if we don't have any takeaways, I mean, if we don't turn the ball over, you know, usually we win the game. You know, it's like 80-some percent hit rate or something like that. Um, so we're already thinking that as an offense, but when your defense steps up in those situations and only allows three points when you turn it over almost in the red zone or, you know, they're driving down the score before the half and they get a huge sack so they don't get any points on the board, uh, it's huge, you know. You never know week to week. This week could be a 40 to 45 game. You don't know. But, but to have that in our back pocket where we're like, hey, our defense has our back in those situations and hopefully we develop where we have their, their their back too you know when they need it when the players were done it was time for the coordinators and as always special teams coordinator Bubba Ventrone went first he talked about how good the Ravens are on their special teams unit and he gave us his thoughts on the Browns punt return situation were you surprised to see Justin Tucker uh, miss that field goal last week and just how, how good is he Tucker's in you know he's an elite kicker that has had ridiculous results in his career. There was definitely some weather in that game. Um, not sure if he got all of the ball there. Fell, it looked like just about a yard short. But when you rewatch it, it seems like both sides feel like it's going in and it just comes up just a little bit short. But he's definitely had success from over 60 in his career. It'd be hard to say no. You know, I think I coached arguably the best guy as well in Vinatieri. So I think Adam has had the most clutch kicks in his career. But as far as accuracy and being able to hit from distance, I would say Tucker's probably has him in that, you know, edges him there. But Vinny, you, I don't know if you can ever discount his ability to connect on big kicks and probably the biggest kick in NFL history in the game against the Raiders. So Bill used to show that quite a bit. Did you, how much time did you spend talking to Vinatieri about that kick? I'm sorry? When you, when you were coaching him, like how much time did you spend just talking about that kick that he made against the Raiders? No, not often. I mean, we definitely, you know, reminisced on it, I guess, he, he, you would say. But, he, I mean, he talked through a bunch of kicks in his career, especially the ones that were in elements that were, were tough kicks. So... But no, I learned a lot from I learned a lot from Adam, both as a player but more as a coach. Is this defense wearing out your punt return team too early in the year? Defense is on on fire, for sure. Um, hope hopefully we can continue to 
play at a high level and give us opportunities to get the ball back. D-Hawk with uh, two for two, 50 plus, so that's got to feel pretty good. Yeah. Dustin came into my office the other day. It's actually a funny story. So comes into my office the other day, you know, we're talking through a few things, and I had, <laughs> I had Adele playing on my whatever you want to call it, my iTunes. And he goes, you know, Adele's a Browns fan. I'm like, no, she's not. And he's like, he's like, yes, she is. She actually said it in the media the other day. So it's pretty funny. Um, but back to your, uh, back to your question, I guess. No, he's been, he's been phenomenal. You know, those guys have done a great job with the operation, the timing, the consistency. Yeah, he's, he's been great. First arrival, uh, uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, Adele. I think she dates somebody from Cleveland. Yeah, I think I think that's why she's a Browns fan. So hopefully we can continue to play well. Making the long ones. Like, did you know he had that kind of leg in him when you guys went and got him? Yes, he's he's got a big leg, and we and we knew that. And that was attractive to us for sure. Dustin has had a great career. He's hit a high percentage. I don't know what his career over 50 is, to be honest, but he's done well in both games and practice settings for us. So we're confident in his ability to hit from distance. You guys got him, but he was 15 for 30 on 50 plus? Not sure, if, not sure that I really did. I know that, I mean, look, statistically, I want to say like, kicks over 50 it's almost about 50 percent regardless so playing in elements playing outside everything factors into it you know he's hit the ball well for us so I'm confident in his ability I know it's real early only a three-week sample size but have you seen some opportunities there or just where how do you feel the, the return game's going for you right now I'd say we're off to a little bit of a slow start in the return game you know, specifically the punt return. We got to do a better job of setting up on the ball and getting the ball downhill. You know, taking what they're going to give us, not trying to make too many, not trying to get too much. Take what they're going to give you, and then those big plays will happen. I think we're kind of almost like, you want to say, like forcing it a little bit at this point. But I think Donovan will improve this week and going, you know, moving forward. The, the explosiveness in the, in, the, in the return game doesn't seem to be there like it used to be. You used, you know, we used to have those prolific returners that you had to worry about week in and week out. What do you think has changed uh, in the league why we don't see as many of those explosive returns anymore? I think there's, I mean, to refute you a little bit, I think there's actually been quite a bit of a of explosive returns throughout the league to this, you know, through the first three weeks. If you go back and look at the the plays that have happened, there's been a, a handful of touchdowns already. There's some longer returns. Um, I think I would say the punters have have definitely given some returners fits at times. I think the punters have improved, but I don't think there's a lack of talent or speed or dynamic ability at the returner position. If you really go down through the entire NFL, you know, every team has some type of weapon back there in some capacity, whether it's the kickoff returner or, or punt returner. So that's my opinion. Uh, Andrew uh, Beck's kick return, the fullback from the Texans. I actually had talked, I talked to their, their coordinator was my assistant in Indy for, 
for three years, Frank Ross, and uh, he said it was because I, ha I hadn't seen it at that point. I called him after the game. I said, hey, I heard you guys return to kickoff for a touchdown. He's like, he's like, dude, you're never going to believe what happened. <laughs> it is pretty wild. It is pretty wild. I'll show my guys that clip tomorrow. We do a, I do like a little NFL teach thing on Fridays where we can learn from other teams' mistakes and good plays. So it kind of like heightens everyone's awareness on how to, you know, correct or be proactive in that those types of situations. So pretty pretty uh pretty rare play I would say. Duvernay is such a dangerous punt returner. Speed. He's got speed. I mean he can outrun anyone on the field. So we'll have to do a good job with our leverage in this game. Uh on him being disciplined with our lanes and our, our leverage and coverage. That's gonna be extremely important versus him. He's got speed. He's a he's a he's a really good returner. Are they like from the previous week that you're showing, or like how do you how do you go about picking? Yeah, them? most times from the previous week, I'll look through just about every play that's been ran on teams throughout the league. Our video guys do a great job of you know categorizing them so I can get to them easy, and just looking for you know good things to teach off of leverage, good uh, tackling, things like that, and then. Then you show, like, I'll show a good bit of penalties, like bad, poor decision-making, good decision-making, things like that. So, yeah, most times it's from the previous week of, of ball. With the bye week uh, coming up, do you have the opportunity to kind of try to jumpstart the return game a little, figure something out in terms of personnel, give some guys new tryouts or anything? Yeah, I think. Andrew and his and his crew, they do a really good job of always having a list of players available, and that's throughout the entire year. But I would say at this point right now, I don't feel like a change is imminent. I feel like we can get we can get going there. I think we just got to take a little bit more detail into our approach and understand how we really have to attack and how we really have to, you know, I would say – how we really have to have the mentality to be able to get the ball downhill once we secure it. So we're just we're not doing a great job of that at this point. Kind of some mistakes around the league. Harbaugh was talking about they made that fair catch after the safety. Uh, kind of gave the Colts a free time out there with a two-minute warning. He said it was just a lack of communication. Do you guys as a coaching staff kind of go over clock things like that? And, I mean, how much does Kevin – how much time does Kevin kind of spend with you guys on, on making sure that stuff is right? We did a handful of exercises. I think I told you guys in the off season, exploring a lot of those situations and games that could arise. Uh, Dave does a good job for us uh, with the communication in game, uh, leading up to the game, uh, throughout the week. Coach does a good job on Saturdays. He covers a handful of situations amongst the entire team so that everyone can see it. I try to do a good job on Fridays of showing similar situations hey, we would use a fair catch here, we would force a kick here, we would try to kick a touchback here. So every, you know, there's a ton, there's so many situations that can arise throughout a game. You just want to be able to be prepared for when it does happen. It's like that and you're not even thinking about it. So, you know, unfortunately for Baltimore, they had a mishap. Fortunately for us, they lost the game. Dustin getting here, how have you just seen like Corey and Charlie and, and those three working together to, to get everything down since he got here? It's been those those guys have gotten along great, 
great relationship on this early part of the season for them. They both they all get along well. They all work hard. They're all professionals. I trust those guys, you know, to do their job even when we're not like together and they're all on their own during practice and you know in the weight room, whatever it is. They all have a great approach and you know hopefully we can keep producing well. A couple of the guys on the defense, defensive veterans, this offseason said that when this team really clicks, it'll be because special teams has clicked. With the defense performing the way it has in this first couple of games, do you feel that kind of motivation to play at that same level as them? Definitely. And I think for us in the kicking game, how we're built, we use a lot of defensive players. And a lot of those guys that are playing defensive snaps are contributing on our units. You see JOK last week with the tackle on kickoff. Uh, Anthony Walker with the tackle on punt. Like he and Taki, those guys have done a really good job for us. And, you know, the defense has been almost like infectious to the rest of our team to play at a high level. So I think that, you know, everyone has to hold up their end of the bargain. The best way to win a football game is to play complementary football with your offense, your defense, and your kicking game, being able to control field position. So I think that, you know, moving forward, that's our goal. Protect the football, control field position, play good defense, and then plays will happen on offense, special teams, you know, throughout the game. We're starting to see a couple more. We're starting to see teams do, use that new fair catch rule. Just that now that you've gotten to, uh, you know, see it, see a couple of weeks of football, has your view uh, changed? I know in the offseason you were just, hey, we really value the return game and that's what we, we focus on. But just what, what's your take on that you know, rule change now for a few weeks deep? Same thing. I, I feel like, you know, to your point, I value the return game. I'm confident in our players. Situational football could dictate a fair catch or not. I think that as you, if, you, if you're going to use a fair catch, it could be more in this situation. Uh, situations late in the game, whether you play your hands unit, whatever it may be. But I would say, you know, playing in Cleveland when you have weather and there's elements, there's times where the ball is going to be short. When the ball's short, I want to return it. I don't want to fair catch it. So Alex Van Pelt went next. The offensive coordinator talked about how they plan to balance the running back rotation and the leadership and communication skills that Amari Cooper brings to the offense. Can you um, give us a little idea, if you can, about how uh, Deshaun may have hurt his shoulder and what the outlook is for maybe him practicing today or where that's Yeah, at? you know, I think it came, um, I'm not exactly sure, one of the runs that he had. He um, took a hit on the safety, or, you know, but yeah, we'll see today. We'll see how he feels when we get out there, but we're confident he'll be able to go Sunday. You know, we'll see how he's feeling today when we get out there. What was that 10-yard run, you think, right before the Jerome TD? I believe so, yeah. Not exactly sure, to be honest with you. I know, he, you know, he, he got hit on it, um, yeah. And what you've seen of Deshaun so far, I mean, there's no way he's staying out of this game, right? I wouldn't expect that, no. Uh, DTR putting him in Sunday, was that a byproduct of Deshaun's shoulder, or was that a, hey, we have this thing wrapped up in hand, let's give DTR some burn? Try to get him in there, get him some work in a game that we felt like we were in control of at that point and had nothing to do with that. When uh, the trainers had to come up for Deshaun earlier in the game, and he ended up staying in, but do you immediately go to DTR and, and start coaching him up in, in that situation? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a really, uh, <laughs> as a backup, 
you know, as soon as that guy goes down, I was well, shit, where's my helmet? I got to get my helmet. You know, your mouth starts to get a little dry. You think you're going in. So it was a good test run for him. Um, but, yeah, and as soon as that happens, um, it's the beauty of the backup. You know, you're expected to come in, and, and, and it really just – you don't have time to warm up. You got to go and, and get hot quick. So it was a good little dry run for him to have that experience, and then to get him in the game later was awesome. Alex, how, how much of a work in progress is it to kind of figure out how you want to use Kareem and Jerome and, and even Pierre, just kind of how you want to divide up those touches? Yeah, I think it's, it's a, you know, it's, it, it, uh, it'll flow each week to see how we're going. As Kareem gets in better shape, I'd assume he'd get more touches uh, moving forward. But, um, you know, I really just want to keep a fresh back in at all times, whether it's first, second, or third down. Nice little route for when he scored the touchdown, but that part of his game, like how much higher do you think his ceiling is there in the past game, and how excited are you guys to kind of you know experiment with that? Yeah, part? no, I mean he he's a weapon out of the backfield as well. Um, you know, in in, his, in the pass game for sure. Um, you know, he's been impressive since he's been here, running routes out of the backfield and catching the ball. So um, that's an area where he'll continue to grow. What are your thoughts on uh, Deshaun's game from Sunday? Why why did it go better this time? That's a tough one. I wish I could know that exactly. I'd, I'd bottle it and sell it. But um, yeah, he just played confident. I thought he had a great. We had a great plan going in. I thought he had a, you know, owned the plan across the board. Knew exactly what we're trying to get done, um, and was really uh, made great decisions throughout the whole game to have six incompletions, and two of those be throwaways. That's a really good day. So, you know, that's the blueprint moving forward. Um, it's not always going to go that smoothly. We know that, but that was a really strong day of decision-making, accuracy, everything that comes with quarterback play. Elijah's had uh, nine targets on Sunday. Just kind of how have you seen him handle kind of about, like bouncing back and forth between more of a either receiver role or running back role and how you guys are using him? Yeah, we ask a lot out of Elijah um, because we know he can handle it. Uh, that's the thing. So as we keep growing with him, we'll keep finding ways to get the ball in his hands. You know, he's, he's a very good uh, runner after the catch, whether it's, you know, handing it to him in the backfield, throwing him a short route, uh, bubbles, whatever that is, we, you know, we're going to try to get him as many touches as we can throughout the course of the of a game. After the game, Watson said uh, he felt more composed. He controlled his emotions. You know, he wasn't <coughs> celebrating good plays and all. Um, as a coach, can you change that, or is that up to him to fix his? Emotions? I can help. I can definitely help. I didn't do a great job in, in Pittsburgh, and that's something I learned from. You know, um, but moving forward, I think. He has that understanding, you know, you, you can't play the position like a linebacker all the time. So, you, you know, holding your emotions and, and just really resetting and moving on to the next play, uh, the next series, you know, that's something we all learned from in that, that game. Deshaun and Amari talked about the communication that they have on the field and how Amari has been able to kind of talk him through some things. As a coach, how important is that to have a guy that can kind of read the field for him and, and help him as the game plays out? A uh, veteran receiver like Amari is awesome. Um, came to us very early in that game and said, hey, I think I can get by these guys outside. Uh, and he was right. So some of the routes that we had that were shorter, uh, we adjusted and went to the deeper version of the routes and it really paid off for us. But uh, you're always going to listen to a guy like Amari. He's got a ton of experience. Um, he's not going to tell you something just to get the ball. He's, you know, he, he, he knows how important it is to you know, give us real looks and, give, and real thoughts, and he does. And, and then we obviously uh, have a lot of respect for him. And, you know, and if he says it, you know, we'll, we'll give it a shot for sure. You know, what would you have done differently uh, in Pittsburgh to keep you know Deshaun a little bit more centered in that? Game? And I could have probably reset him a few more times, than, and, and as opposed to um, just letting him be upset and angry. You know, at times. So, uh, you know, I, I put that on myself as much as anything. Um, that relationship that we have to have 
on game day has to be very, you know, calm um, and just going from play to play after each series and just talking through things and getting them ready for the next series. I could have definitely done better. Seen from the Ravens defense dealing with all the injuries, so they had to make a bunch of adjustments there. Yeah, I mean they're they're beat up with the injury bug. Um, you know, it's just the way it goes in this league. They're 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 good. They they've been doing what they do for a long time within their scheme. Um, they're tough to get ready for. There's just a lot. There's a lot of defense they put on the field, um, fronts, coverages, pressures, everything. So anytime you get ready for a Baltimore defense, you know you're, you're gonna. Spend the extra hours getting ready because they again they present you with a lot of different looks and they're very sound in their scheme and they understand what they're doing regardless if the starters are in there or not. It seems like you guys were force feeding Elijah Moore a little bit Sunday. Do you guys think it's just a matter of time before he pops home with all his explosive ability? Oh yeah, for sure I do. I mean he is dynamic with the ball in his hand. He's going to make guys miss at times and he's got the speed to run away. So matter of time before he pops a big one. Even without Marlon, are those guys in the back end as physical as they usually are with, with the receivers? They are. You know, 21 plays really physical on the left side. Um, you know, the guys on the right, they're kind of rotating in and out. But they're, it's a physical defense. That's one thing we've talked about. Play a lot of man coverage at times, so we have to be able to beat man uh, when they give us those opportunities outside. But they will, they will definitely uh, get up in your face at the line of scrimmage and make it tough for you to release. What are you seeing out of Cloudy? How does he fit with that scheme over there? Good. I mean, he's uh, you know he's he's a dynamic guy. He's explosive and quick and long. There's a lot of things that you know that he can be disruptive on. But he looks like the same guy. The uh, Hamilton blitzed a lot from the nickel position. I know he didn't practice yesterday, but uh, is that something? Was a one game thing? You think for them? He didn't show it. I don't think before that. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think. I think they're they're kind of feeling through their injuries as well. I mean, he was playing safety earlier in the season then with the injury uh, moved down into the nickel spot, and I think they feel like he's a good blitzer, and he is, so they're probably just playing to his strengths. To wrap up the day at the podium, it was the always entertaining defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. He gave us his thoughts on the defense not forcing that many turnovers and also how important it's going to be getting Greg Newsom back in the lineup this week. Okay. We talked a lot about the aggressiveness of your defense. How much do you balance the aggressiveness with, you know, obviously discipline when you're dealing with a guy like Lamar? Um, well, I mean, speed, effort, um, you know, those kind of things. Um, we're going to go. I mean, I think you can err on the other side of Lamar Jackson. You know, if you sit there and shoo the chickens, as we say, um, you're not going to get them either. You know, so we're going to rely on our team speed. We're going to rely on team defense. We're going to rely on running through with leverage and, um, you know, try to take the fight to him as opposed to sitting back and, you know, trying to hem him in. What do you make of uh, the turnover number right now? Does it bother you to care less? You guys are really scraping for criticisms. You know, um, we're trying to win the game. We're trying to keep the points down, uh, trying to set our offense um, up in good field position. Um, you know, I think it's a little bit like uh, first question, you know, like, you know, you can overcorrect on, you know, trying to be whatever, uh, whatever the word is. It, too disciplined isn't a good word, but you can err on the side of caution with a guy like Lamar Jackson and that can get him free. You can overcorrect on turnovers and you can give up a lot more big plays. And um, Tone, the, the, the big play we've given up the whole year was probably a result of guys that were 
trying to jump a play, feeling they, they need to make a play instead of let the defense work. Um, we're just going to let the defense work. We're going to try to play physical. We're going to try to play fast. And, um, you know, and then we'll, you know, see what happens after that. But, um, you know, we're going to be around the football, and good things will happen when you're around the football. What seems to be some of the, the hallmarks or characteristics of their offense under Todd Munkin? What, what is he bringing to them? You know, there's still a lot of carryover from last year, um, you know, particularly run game and quarterback run game. But, you know, probably a little bit more emphasis on some of the drop back game. Um, you know, his completion percentage is way up. They're trying to, you know, get high percentage completions, um, get the ball out of his hand fairly quickly. Um, but, you know, that, that goes, that goes um, you know, both ways. It, gets, it comes out of his hand a little bit faster. But sometimes he's really dangerous when he's holding the ball a long time, making guys miss and, and making big plays down the field. So, um, you know, there's, there's still a lot of carryover from years past. Um, you know, and I think with Coach Harbaugh there, he's not going to let it get too far away from his philosophy and, you know, their effort to be physical and uh, control the game with the run game. So, um, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff there. And, um, you know, we'll have to be ready for a lot of different personnel packages. They, they use different packages within personnel packages and things like that. So, you know, we'll match it a lot of different ways. In the film we're going over, breaking down Lamar, you see he's shaking off two and three tacklers. Looks like he's wrapped up, but he's not wrapped up. What are you telling your 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 players uh, about those situations, and, and why is he such a difficult player to bring down? Well, because he's uh, one of the best athletes in the NFL, and just happens to play the quarterback position. So, um, you know, if we saw running backs doing that, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't bat an eye. Um, you know, we got to tackle him like he's a running back, tackle him like he's a wide receiver. Just because the ball's in his hand doesn't mean that he's still not a you know a threat to run. So, um, you know, I think that that probably um, that probably has a lot to do with it. And um, you know, we're going to try to be physical. You know, if he does run, we're going to try to play our game and um, you know put some hits on him and you know those kind of things. But you know, you got to tackle him like he's a running back. And um, you know, if you if you half step, if you play too cautious. Or, you know, a guy like that, if he pumps you off your feet, you know, we're not playing good defense if you see guys leave their feet on the quarterback, right? Because he's just going to pull it and he's going to fly past and he's going to make a big play. So we got to stay on our feet. We got to tackle through his midsection and we got to get him on the ground like he's a running back. What can you say about Miles' three and a half sack game and just how dominant he's appeared to be from start to finish in that game? No, I think there's still meat on the bone, to tell you the truth. I think um, you know there's still there's still times um, you know we haven't gotten we haven't played a lot of snaps because we've been getting off the field on third down, so that it hasn't given the guys you know a lot of opportunities to rush. But they're still hitting the quarterback a bunch and um, you know things like that. So you know sacks are great and we want to get sacks, but you know you know it sometimes a great pass rush doesn't equal a sack. Sometimes the ball can be thrown quick and it'd be an incomplete pass. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes it can be safety on that one, but Miles was there to, to clean him up. And, 
you know, we're about the group up front, you know, and, and Miles is a great player, but we got a lot of great players up front, and we're trying to produce as a group. And we have an unselfish group. They don't make it about one person. We don't make it about one person. Um, we try to get the job done, whether it's Alex Wright or Miles or Oboe or Z or Jordan or, you know, whoever's in there. You guys know we play a lot of guys up front. We have a high standard. And, you know, they all celebrate each other's success. As long as we stay on that track, we'll be fine, not worrying about, you know, guys' individual stats and things like that. What did you think when the tight moved the two tight, kept moving the two tight ends and Miles was going back and forth? Yeah, you know, I saw that when I was in Detroit as head coach. Um, saw a team do that to Calvin Johnson. Put two guys in vice over him, and, you know, sometimes you never, you know, it's like, wow, first time I ever saw that. Um, you know, and, and, and teams follow, you know, but that's, you know, we have the ability to be able to give Miles the freedom to, um, you know, move away from some of those situations. And I think you just saw that. They were trying to tail him. We were trying to get away from it. They ran out of the clock, you know. So, um, you know, and, and at that point of the game, taking a timeout was pretty critical, you know, because, you know, if I were, was, was we 17 up at that point? But timeouts were critical. It's fourth quarter. Timeouts are critical. So, you know, the, the effectiveness of that and then having a good effective pass rush on the other play, you know, it, when, it, when it's all said and done, you know, whether Miles is dribbling or they're chasing two tight ends across him or, you know, whatever, um, it's what happens after the snap that's the most important. And, you know, you know we got to cover, we got to rush, we got to stop the run, we got to stay after this quarterback. We do those things. Um, we'll be happy. Like Lamar, who's equally uh, adept at running or throwing, do you try to take one away? Um, no, we just we just try to play our schemes the best we can and uh, play good team defense. And like always, we try to put an effort or an emphasis on relentless effort and speed and um, and physical toughness and some passion for the game. And, you know, if we do those things, then um, that'll be enough um, to stop a dual threat at quarterback. Through the first three games, how do you think the guys have responded to some of the in-game adjustments you've tried to make to them? And how crucial is that going to be going against a team like the Ravens on Sunday? You know, there's always things that you adjust here and there. And, you know, generally it's like, hey, we just showed this. Let's give them something else off of that. Or it might even be the opposite. It might be making no adjustments. It's like, hey, look, let's keep bringing it until they until they stop it. So um, I don't know. You know, I, I, honestly, I, half the time I can't remember what goes on during the game. I'm just sort of in the zone and not really thinking about that stuff. And, you know, you're anticipating the next move. You're trying to communicate to your players. You're trying to, you know, correct anything that came up. You're trying to get them ready for the next series and things that you're going to call. And, you know, I think they've done a good job of um, responding to those kind of things. You mentioned Darius earlier. What has he brought to that room from a, not only on the field, but also just a personality standpoint? Yeah, he's a veteran player. He's tough. Um, he's had a lot of success in the league. You know, and he's done it in, you know, a little bit of a different scheme. This is, this is new for Zedarius, right? You know, I mean, we talk a lot of time about defensive linemen. I mean, I still remember, you know, way back in um, Greenbrier, you know, he, he got up on one of the plays and he was jamming a wide receiver and, you know, he was playing three, four outside linebackers. Like, yo, 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 that, that, that's not us, you know. And, um, you know, and, and he's, he's taken to it really well. 
um, you know, the first play of the season, you know, he just goes and we get that hit on the quarterback, beats the um, beats the tight end across the ball. And um, I thought that really set the tone for us. And, you know, he's an experienced guy. He helps the younger players out. Um, he's good against the run and the pass. Um, he's been a great acquisition for us. What's the key to this defense continuing to play well consistently week in and week out, no matter who the opponent is? Yeah, you know, I think I think that's probably the answer is in the question. Um, you know, we just got to take it on a week by week basis, and you know, we got to put our eyes on the next opponent and not what we've done in the past, and not what we're going to do a month from now or you know two months from now. Um, let's live in the moment. Let's um, you know, let's practice hard. Let's meet well. Let's um, prepare well. And uh, let's go out and perform well on a Sunday and just keep doing that. And, you know, we can keep stacking those. Don't worry about what's happened in the past. Don't worry about what's happened in the future. You know, I think that you can get derailed a little bit in this league sometimes um, with success. You know, sometimes success is harder to deal with than, um, than failure. You know, a lot of guys can bounce back really quickly from failure. You know, the, um, you know there's a, you know, there's a human nature to your pride and you get beat and you know you want to come back and you want to correct that and, and things like that but you know sometimes it's it's hardest when you you are experiencing success to um, you know to not get off track and that's my job my job is to make sure that um, you know that we don't you know that we stay focused on on what we have to do and um, you know and in, in that moment, as opposed to, you know, what our stats are and everything else. Because when it's all said and done, our stats are two and one, right? I mean, that's what it is. Our stats are two and one, and we're playing a two and one team. Some team's going to be three and one. Let's keep our eyes on that, and let's, let's you know, let league rankings and pro football focus and all that stuff, we'll just let that just stay where it is. And, um, you know, we'll concentrate on what we have to do that week. And if we can keep our guys focused on that, um, and I like our guys that way, too. They respond really well. And they're not thin-skinned. It's hard to play defense for us if you're thin-skinned. Um, so, so there's some course corrections. There was a course correction last week. Um, we, we, were, we, we needed a course correction and get our minds right for um, a running back that was coming to town. And the players responded well to it. And, um, you know, there's going to be those things. But let's keep our eyes on what's happening right now and let's not worry about you know, where we rank or where we're going to rank or all those things. Let's just try to win a football game. Let's keep the score down. Let's try to set our offense up. Let's bring some passion to the game. Let's get our fans excited. Um, let's get our home field going and make it hard for opponents to play here. Let them be part of it. And I think if we do those things, then we'll be successful. Active last week, but the first two games, just what you've seen from him, and Denzel said, you know, today he thinks he's like the best slot corner in the NFL, and, and your thoughts on that too, I guess. Yeah, he's into consideration there. Um, you know, he can play outside, inside, gives us that, um, you know, functionality to move him around, um, you know, and he can match up quicker guys, he can match up, match up stronger guys. Um, you know, I thought Cam did a good job in his place, not perfect, but did a good job in his place. You know, we had a miscommunication on one where we gave up a completion that was, you know, pregame warm-up completion. But, you know, I mean, rookies make mistakes. He corrected it and, you know, then came back. But I thought Cam did a good job um, stepping in, and that's what we need. You know, Ronnie Hickman went in the opener 
on very short notice and did the same thing. So we're going to ha continue to have guys step up like that. But it is nice to have um, Greg back on the practice field. You know, we'll see where he gets to by Sunday. That's today's From the Podium podcast. You can like and subscribe today to From the Podium wherever you get your podcasts if you want to find more episodes. You can also check out the Browns on social media, youtube.com slash browns, and the Cleveland Browns mobile app. That's where you get all the latest news from Ravens Week here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus leading up to game day against the Ravens on Sunday. I'm Jake Malensic, and thanks for listening to the Browns From the Podium podcast. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.